0: CHAPTER 87 It is a remarkable coincidence that the 1623 folio known by the name of Shakespeare contains exactly thirty-six plays. W. F. C. Wigston, Francis Bacon vs. Phantom Captain Shakespeare, The Rosicrucian Mask. London, Keegan-Paul, 1891, page 353. When we traded the results of our fantasies, it seemed to us, and rightly, that we had proceeded by unwarranted associations, by shortcuts so extraordinary that, if anyone had accused us of really believing them, we would have been ashamed. We consoled ourselves with the realization, unspoken now, respecting the etiquette of irony, that we were parodying the logic of our diabolicals. But during the long intervals in which each of us collected evidence to produce at the plenary meetings, and with the clear conscience of those who accumulate material for a medley of burlesques, our brains grew accustomed to connecting, connecting, connecting everything with everything else until we did it automatically out of habit. I believe that you can reach the point where there is no longer any difference between developing the habit of pretending to believe and developing the habit of believing. It's the old story of spies. They infiltrate the secret service of the enemy. They develop the habit of thinking like the enemy, and if they survive, it's because they've succeeded. And before long, predictably, They go over to the other side, because it has become theirs. Or take those who live alone with a dog. They speak to him all day long. First they try to understand the dog, then they swear the dog understands them. He's shy, he's jealous, he's hypersensitive. Next they're teasing him, making scenes, until they're sure he's become just like them, human, and they're proud of it. But the fact is that they have become just like him. They have become canine. Perhaps because I was in daily contact with Leah and with the baby I was of the three the least affected by the game. I was convinced I was its master. I felt as if I were again playing the agogo during the right in Brazil. You stay on the side of those who control the emotions, and not with those who are controlled by them. About Diotalevi, I didn't know then. I know now. He was training himself viscerally to think like a diabolical. As for Belbo, he was identifying at a more conscious level. I was becoming addicted, Dio Talevi was becoming corrupted, Belbo was becoming converted. But all of us were slowly losing that intellectual light that allows you always to tell the similar from the identical, the metaphorical from the real. We were losing that mysterious and bright and most beautiful ability to say that Signor A has grown bestial without thinking for a moment that he now has fur and fangs, the sick man, however, thinking bestial, immediately sees Signore on all fours, barking or grunting. In Dio Talevi's case, as we would have realized if we hadn't been so excited ourselves, it began when he returned at the end of the summer. He seemed thinner, but it wasn't that healthy thinness of someone who has spent a few weeks hiking in the mountains. His delicate albino skin now had a yellowish cast. Perhaps we thought, if we noticed at all, that he had spent his vacation poring over rabbinic scrolls but our minds were on other things. In the days that followed, we were able to account also for the camps opposed to the Baconian. For example, current Masonic studies believe that the Illuminati of Bavaria, who advocated the destruction of nations and the destabilization of the state, inspired not only the anarchism of Bakunin, but also Marxism itself. Querile, The Illuminati were provocateurs. They were Baconians who had infiltrated the Teutonics. Marx and Engels had something quite different in mind when they began their Manifesto of 1848 with the eloquent sentence, A spectre is haunting Europe. Why this Gothic metaphor? The Communist Manifesto is alluding sarcastically to the secret hunt for the plan, which has agitated the continent for centuries. The Manifesto suggests an alternative both to the Baconians and to the Neo-Templars. Marx, a Jew, perhaps initially the spokesman for the rabbis of Gerona or Safed, tries to involve the entire chosen people in the search. But then the project possesses him, and he identifies the Shekinah, the exiled people in the kingdom, with the proletariat, and thus betraying the expectations of those who taught him, he turns all Messianic Judaism on its head. Templars of the world unite. The map to the workers. Splendid. What better historical justification for communism? Yes, Belvo said, but the Baconians also run into trouble along the way don't think they don't. Some of them set out for the superhighway of science and end up in a blind alley. At the end of the dynasty, the Einsteins and the Fermis, after hunting for the secret in the heart of the microcosm, stumble upon the wrong invention. Instead of telluric energy, clean, natural, sapiential, they discover atomic energy, technological, unnatural, polluted. Space-time, the error of the West, Diotalevi said. It's the loss of the center, "'Vaccine and penicillin as caricatures of the elixir of eternal life,' I added. "'Or like that other Templar, Freud,' Belbo said, "'who, instead of probing the labyrinths of the physical underground, probed those of the psychic underground, as if everything about them hadn't already been said and better by the alchemists.' "'But you're the one,' Diotalevy objected, "'who is trying to publish the books of Dr. Wagner. For me, psychoanalysis is for neurotics.' "'Yes, and the penis is nothing but a phallic symbol,' I concluded.' Come, gentlemen, let's not digress, and let's not waste time. We still don't know where to put the Paulicians and the Jerusalemites. But before we were able to answer this question, we came upon another group, one that not part of the thirty-six Invisibles had nevertheless entered the game at quite an early stage, somewhat upsetting its designs, causing confusion—the Jesuits.